This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Adam Ritz Show. Uh, my name, uh, surprisingly enough, is Adam Ritz. And uh, joining me in studio is Rick DeMoling. Rick, how are you? Thanks for joining us. I appreciate you having me. Living the dream. Living the dream. Former uh, NFL star with the Indianapolis <laughs> Colts. Were you on the Super Bowl team? I was not, unfortunately. What were your years with the Colts? 01 to 04. So just a couple, just two more years. Oh, and you so I, I was on my last year in Detroit when they won it, and there was a, a hot second where I was going to get released by the Lions, and I had called the Colts, and I was like, hey, what's the opportunity to come back? They're like, let's talk about it. And then the CBA came in, and I had a pretty good camp, and they kept me. So, yeah. Okay. I wish I was there. So Colts, then the Detroit Lions. Lions um, right guard, is that correct? Left guard. Left guard. I had a yeah, 50-50 chance, yeah, and I right. blew it. <laughs> um, and then a cleanup year out in D.C. Okay. So uh, what do they call that, a journeyman? Um, yeah, I guess maybe? I've never been calling myself uh, a journeyman, but I just call myself uh, blessed. Really. Blessed, really? Blessed. Seven years in the NFL was a blessing. Seven years in the uh, most elite, uh, one of the most elite yeah. professional athletic groups uh, on planet Earth. So congratulations on a great career. And for the purposes of this public affairs show, even more so, congratulations on your post-career. You're doing some great work with the NFL alumni organization. Um, is that what I would call it? An organization or the club? Yeah. The NFL Alumni? NFL Alumni Association. Yep. They've got their own logo. It's NFL Alumni and it's the association. Yes. Uh, you are chapter president of the uh, Indianapolis Colts chapter of the NFL Alumni <laughs> Association. Yeah, it is long-winded, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to talk about the poker tournament you're putting on to raise money and awareness and funds for charity. Um, but before we talk about your poker tournament coming up uh, in Indianapolis on February 18th, uh, tell us a little bit about what, what the NFL Alumni Association is all about. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. So we are geared to, one, help kids, help our own, and then help our community. So there's anywhere from 30 to 40, I think, we have chapters around the United States with our home base out in uh, New Jersey. And we're just trying to get awareness for, like, kids is our big, big issue, right? Like, we want to help kids that are in need, either physically, emotionally, mentally, and then we try to help our own. You know, we there's a lot of guys. I know people like, oh, boohoo, you're a former football player. But it wreaks havoc on your body and it wreaks havoc on your mind. And some guys are literally living on the streets. So we're trying to help guys that are just need it and then just pour into our community the best way we can. Well, I think with um, the media um, supporting the uh, Hollywood as well with that movie with Will Smith, yep. the concussions, um, the depression, uh, I, you, you say help our own. I immediately think of Junior Seau, who was an NFL star, linebacker with the San Diego Chargers. Everybody thought he had the world by the tail. And uh, 15, 20 years after he retired at age 40-ish, he took his own life. So uh, there's there's certainly something to that. And um, and I applaud uh, you and the rest of the NFL for recognizing those issues and that, that your own needs help uh, with mental health. Um, health and obesity. I know a lot of uh, former linemen. I don't know how you did it. Um, left guard. Uh, how? What? What are you now? For, uh, th- about two sixty. And you, you're forty. You're you're forty five years. Forty five. Yeah. I mean, a former 
uh, offensive lineman at age 45, you should weigh 700 pounds by now. There, my body feels like it weighs 700 <laughs> pounds. Um, I'll be honest with you. So my wife is a health coach, and then oh, okay. the end of last year, I ended up having two knee replacements, double knee replacements. And I mean, I was creeping up to the 300, back to my fighting weight, right? And my it just hurt. So my doctor's like, you need to start losing some weight because every pound that comes off is X amount of pounds off of stress off your knees. Mm-hmm. So got on my wife's program and uh, lost 40, 45 pounds and feel good. Well, when you mentioned that you weigh 260 uh, for our listeners that can't see you, because I know if I heard 260, I'm like, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> uh, well, that is a lot of weight for a normal human. You're almost six foot five and your shoulders are five feet across. So <laughs> that you're really slim. You, you are a slim 260. And I remember when you played and how big you were. So, uh, and I just bring that up because I remember, you know, I think of um, ESPN 30 for 30, possibly HBO Real Sports. They did a couple reports on former NFL linemen and the obesity issue yeah. and how big they get, five, 600 pounds maybe. And your, your joints can't take it. Your heart can't take it. So I'm sure that's part of the whole obesity initiative within the NFL uh, Alumni Association. Does the does that? I don't know if you know a lot about that initiative, but uh, are they working with kids as well? They haven't rolled it out for kids. They are trying to roll it out to the public. Uh, at the Super Bowl, there will be an event uh, in Arizona there that is geared more for the public. But yeah, we're trying to push more for our guys to get healthy and just to understand. Like knowledge is power, right? If you know what to do, then it's just a habit of doing it, right? I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of backtrack when you're talking about the mental health. I mean, there's a huge push going on to get our guys mentally health. Like, who knows if we could have helped Junior Seau? And I think the biggest thing is, like, we lose track of each other. So, like, like Junior just probably just – I don't know Junior or his family or anything, but I just might be speaking out of turn. But my assumption is he just kind of fell off the radar and nobody went looking for him, right? So we're trying to do what we can. Like, if you know the, the players in town, let's reach out to them. Let, let's just start a conversation, just see how your, your guy is doing, right? Because we have so many friends throughout the league that just probably wish, just call me. You know, they don't want to reach out. They just hope somebody calls and see how they're doing. And then there's a lot of hotlines. There's a lot of programs to help get people back on track. And, to, I mean, it, mental illness is, is rampant right now. Yeah. Rampant. And I think, you know, pro sports um, – mimics real life, I think, in a lot of ways. And what you just said, um, all of our listeners, whether you played in the NFL or not, uh, I think could take what you just said, Rick, to heart. If you have an old buddy, an old friend, some great college friend you saw every day for four years in college, and now it's 20 years later, you haven't talked to him, um, maybe you've heard through the grapevine he's going through a tough time, reach out to him. Find out how he's doing. Maybe he's sitting at home thinking, I wish somebody would reach out to me. You know, that thing that I've definitely like I'm I'm a believer in Christ and I feel like I literally ask him in the morning hey bring somebody to me into my heart and mind that that might need my help so like if something pops in my mind I'll do like a quick little video text say hey how you doing just thinking about you haven't talked to you a long while a long time how are you doing and that's all that it takes and sometimes it's ghost you know but there's other times like I, I really appreciate you saying that I really appreciate you reaching out and you know I really believe in connection with eyes right so if you're just doing a text you can kind of lose what's going on, but if you do a video text it, it, and you say their name, it, it's a different feeling and connection that you get. I'm going to take your challenge. Okay. I'm going to do that. I I actually do, um, I, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, I, I uh, emailed a friend of mine I hadn't talked to in a while, and he emailed back and was like, I'm so touched you reached out. And that meant something to me. And ever since then, I... I'll go through my contact list and see who I have that I haven't talked to in a while. And I'll just reach out, Perfect. just say hi, because 
uh, sometimes when you hear from an old friend, it's for a reason. They mm-hmm. want something. What are you pitching me? Yeah. Uh, you need investors. Okay, yeah. what, what's your idea now, Adam? <laughs> but it, it, if just out of the blue, Adam gets in touch with you, just to, hey, just was thinking about you, just wanted to say hi. I mean, that's kind of, that, that's it's really, powerful. it's powerful. It's, it's heart, powerful. it's heartwarming and it's powerful. And now you take it to another level with eye contact. Don't just send right. a text or an email. Do a little video, uh, a little video, and yeah. then text them the video. The text and those things are not bad, but like for like a deeper connection, that is great, right? And think about like how, just big social media is, but we have lost the, the ability to actually communicate. It's always been like, like, remember, Hey, I just hit a like on your post. We connected. That's yeah, not right. No. Like, so I, I love the challenge that you have in regards to like getting on, like I have a lot more friends on Facebook than I do on my phone. So getting on Facebook and saying who I have not connected with in a long time, you can do a video, then direct message them that. Yeah. Right. Cause you probably don't have their phone number. I mean, you can, but I mean, I just, I love social media for the power, but I hate it for what it's been doing to our society. When this conversation's over and you're leaving the, the radio station and you're in your car, mm-hmm. I'm going to send you a video. I love it. <laughs> I, and I will reply. I'm going to say, Rick, it was great to see you. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. Let's go. I'm all about it. Rick DeMoling is our guest. He's an NFL veteran and president of one of the many chapters in the NFL Alumni Association. Um Again, we're going to talk about this poker tournament, yeah. but I just I'm I'm fascinated by this association. So uh, I'm thinking there are at least 32 chapters since there's 32 NFL teams in the NFL market. So you've got your Bengals chapter in mm-hmm. Cincinnati. You've got your Chicago. You know, yeah. But you were mentioning uh, before we started the show that there are chapters even in cities that don't have an NFL team. How's that work? Yeah, correct. So it's really anywhere in the country can have a an organization or a chapter, as long as there's enough guys in that chapter to help support it and you, you know, and somebody that wants to drive it, right? You have to have somebody who wants to get in the, the seat, start building it. Cause it's not, it's almost like a job, right? I mean, you have to connect and do all these things. And, um, but yeah, I should probably know the number of how many there really are, but I don't, I, I would bet that it's kissing 40, if not over. And, um, so yeah, they do a lot of good. I mean, a lot of golf outings and, mm-hmm. po- you know, poker events and other ways to just, I mean, we did a, a big initiative throughout COVID about to get the shot or not to get the shot. So we want to just educate not only our guys, but the public. Right. And like I said before, our big push are kids because a lot of times they can't have, they can't voice for themselves. Right. They need, they need an advocate, somebody who's going to fight for them and help them. And we want to uh, fill that void. So I was thinking, um, St. Louis and San Diego, two major markets in the country that used to have NFL teams, yeah. don't anymore, but they probably have an NFL alumni association. I would assume, yes. I don't believe St. Louis does because they may have, I think they just started their own chapter because a lot of guys came to us and would do our stuff, but I think they just started. But yeah, what Southern California, they're going to have plenty of players there, former players, so that's not going to be a problem. And it does help to have a team where you're at because just... I mean, with the Colts, they help us. We can, you know, ask for you know certain things, and it's a little bit more difficult if there's no team involved. Um, but we have a really great headquarters out in New Jersey that really kind of backs us and supports us and helps guide us. Do you, um, as a former Colt, uh, with your <laughs> with your uh, alumni uh, association that you're the president of uh, in Indianapolis, where most of the former Colts mm-hmm. uh, probably live? Uh, are there are there uh, like former Patriots that live in Indianapolis that want to be that that are part of this chapter? There are two that I know pretty well. So Don Thomas and Chris Jones, great great guys. Wouldn't know that they're Patriots. They may have just like <laughs> drank the Kool Aid back in the day. Um, but 
Yeah, there. I mean, it's one of those things where once you get out of the league, you give each other a hard time, but there's no grudges or anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll never support a Patriot <laughs> as a current Patriot. <laughs> if they're former and they played for other teams and they can, you know, you know yeah. so Don was here for a couple of years. So it's, it's easy to say you're actually a cult. So. <laughs> okay. Well, one of those initiatives is coming up. Um, it's the poker tournament uh, at the Horseshoe Casino that you are. Uh, I guess are you, are you like the pit boss of this, or what's your role? <laughs> I it's funny enough. Back in my days, I used to gamble quite a bit, so I always wanted to be a pit boss. But yeah, this would be as close as I uh, will be to be a pit boss. But no, there's something that I love. Used to love playing cards, but I just don't have time to do it. Right, and so mm-hmm. I'm like, if I put this together, my wife can't tell me no. Right, I mean, this is a charity event. Right, so she can't tell me no. So like. <laughs> I'm like, and I told my boy uh, Ryan Deem, I'm like, okay, we got to come up with ideas that things that we want to do, but our wives said, hey, that's not enough time. But if we can put it into an event where we raise money. They it, can't tell us no. They, can we say charity. like, do you not like the kids? Do you not do you not like charity? <laughs> so um, yeah, really excited about this. So it's a $500 buy-in, um, and my and the winner is going to get a World Series of Poker main event seat. So that is a huge tournament out in Vegas, and it's like one of the biggest one. Most well, it's always on TV. Um, winner typically gets, I mean, it's gotten up to like 12 or $13 million for yeah. the winner. So How did you Not snow- for our event, but for the WXOP right, right. event. Um, so, yeah, and then the, my favorite thing is that we're going to have a $500 knockout bonus. for we're gonna, Each table, we will have a former player at that table. And then if you knock out that player, you get $500. You get your buy-in back. That's a good deal. And yeah. and you know how many tables you're going to have? Is there a limit? on there, So up to 20 is the most that we can have just because that's the most out of his house. So we're starting to fill up pretty quickly. And, yeah, still looking for sponsors. And, you know, we'll get some uh, more seats available and hopefully fill that thing and have a lot of fun while doing it. So this will sell out. Yes. So I'm glad – okay, I'm glad we're talking about this, getting some pub on the air. Um, if you're interested, the uh, the website is uh, – which is kind of – Makes me chuckle. Givebutter.com. Yes. Givebutter.com backslash poker underscore tournament underscore 2023. Yes. Okay. So we, and we will put a, a link to that on our website, adamritzshow.com. So in case you're driving right now, you didn't have to write it down. But if you do have a pen in front of you, givebutter.com slash poker underscore tournament underscore 2023. Correct. And again, that link will be on our website. Yeah. I mean, I chuckle. When we got, the give butter site to work with us. I was like, you mean give better? It's like, no, it's butter. Okay. Like actual butter. And I, and I just should ask. And what is uh educate me here? What is give butter? Is that a, it's just a site where you can set up events, charity events, charity events. Yeah. I mean, and I have no idea where the butter comes in, right? Like, well, maybe, know. you know, everything tastes better with butter and, it, when you're giving butter, it's like giving cheddar. It's giving cheddar, money. Right. I like the give, give track. I'm tracking with you. Could be like give cheddar. Uh, <laughs> but it's not cheddar. It's butter. Givebutter.com slash poker underscore tournament underscore 2023. Okay. So uh, 20 players you're looking for. So we have 20 football players. 20 football. Oh. Current or former football players, but we're going to fill the seats of it. It's going to be anywhere from 150 to 200. I gotcha. So, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, this is going to sell out fast. Oh, yeah. So, we'll, so, yeah, we'll have a player at each table, and so there's typically nine to 10 players at a table. 20 tables, a celebrity poker player at each table, and if you knock them out, you get your $500 buy-in back. And the thing about it, I mean, they're all okay. pretty much suckers. There's not a good poker player among them. Well, you wouldn't want to play football with them. But you want to play poker with them. Correct. If you ever wanted to like slap <laughs> a, an offensive lineman, now is your chance. You don't get to not physically do it, but you get to smack them upside the head with some 
knocking them out of the game. And you can trash talk. And, of, uh, it's very much encouraged. And when they lose, you can like just keep chat, just chatter as they walk out of the room. Just keep chattering. There are some guys that I would like. <laughs> I would not just because I mean just their just the way they look at you. Like so, quick funny story. So Ryan Dean was in my one of my good buddies, right? So we came in the same year together, and we're at the combine, and I had never met him, never even knew of him. Or outside of like seeing his name on all the things, all the pre-draft stuff, and I'm sitting there at Methodist getting my MRIs, and I'm just kind of like, okay. And in walks Ryan Dean, six seven, three hundred and thirty pounds, blocks out the door. I'm like, I, I can't play in this league. Look, 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 look at this guy. And so then, lo and behold, we get drafted by the same team, become real good buddies. But I was like, but he's the type of guy like when he get if he he's intimidating when he wants to be right at that yeah. just his pure size, and if he just looks at you wrong, you're like, sorry, sir. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he he could be uh, in movies. He oh could, yeah, he, he could be, be if they want to make a like a reboot of the Terminator. Yeah, you want to get Ryan Dean. He's a friend of the show. We've had yep. him on several times to talk about his bowling charity, yep. Strikeout Cancer, and, uh, and I'm sure we'll be talking about that soon. I'm sure I'll see you there too um, with with his great events. But he yeah six seven, and he's another one of those guys. Uh, I'm proud of how he's kept his uh, physical fitness post career. Absolutely, because. Uh, you would be more likely to think if you weren't a sports fan, you'd be more likely to think he might have played in the NBA. Yeah, because he's tall and fit and and muscular. He, I've seen him when, play basketball, so that's not the case. But that's yes, not the case. You do look at him; it looks can be deceiving. Absolutely. But uh, when you think former retired NFL lineman, yeah. you, you just think massive, huge human being. And that's um, I mean goes into the huddle up, let's talk obesity that we have going on campaign through the alumni. Yeah, I mean, it is a problem, right? I mean, we have kind of switched in the league itself like to more just generally athletic people. Because before, yeah. I mean, we were talking, you had the, uh, back in the day, the um, Cowboys, right? They were just massive. And I have no idea if they've, like, gotten healthy or not, but, like, there's a different kind of build that they're looking for now. And, like, it ha- it was an issue, and it still is an issue. I, I mean, I know defensive backs that are 300 pounds. Yeah, right? uh, absolutely. sure, for and sure. I, I mean, guys that ran 4-4 are now – 440. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so uh, it, it's just one of those things that's so easy once you get out of the league to continue to eat the way that you always did, but then any and all exercise gets cut off. Or, like in my case, like injury, like my body is a wreck. And so, like trying to stay in fit, stay fit is like a, a challenge trying to figure out what works for me. And it's more about just trying to stay functional more than anything. What is the, uh, you say your body's a wreck. Like you're talking surgeries, back surgeries, knee, leg, yeah, so two double knee replacements or double knee replacements, my left and right knee, totals, my back, like always is in pain. I sit there and <laughs> I, I always go into spasms. So like there's times when I wasn't able to go to bed for a month and a half, oh that type gosh. of stuff. And you know, normal shoulder things, lifting them over your head hurts, your hands. Obviously the position I played, it's like all we did is hit with our hands, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, headaches and those sorts of stuff. But it's one of those things like I have a blessed to have a wife that's a, uh, ICU, a former ICU nurse. So she knows how to direct me and get me going the right way. But, I mean, there's guys out there that don't get that. You know, they're left to their own device. And next thing you know, they're turning to alcohol or, mm. or some kind of pills. Painkillers. Yeah. And it's, it's an easy thing to do. I mean, there's been times I've been in so much pain. I'm like, I want something, but like my my wife encourages me not to, or I'm just like, you know, I made up my mind, I'm not gonna go down that route. But it's so easy to go down that route because the pain and discomfort and just issues. I mean, not everybody's that that way, but 
kind of just comes with the game. Well, I think you've got a little side advice here. Uh, we're going to go off track and talk about uh, some side advice because uh, you're an expert at this. Uh-oh. If if you just looked at you, you you would think this guy is the king of fitness. <laughs> but to hear that your body's a wreck, um, back spasms, back pain, can't go to sleep for a month and a half because of the pain, knee surgeries. We have a lot of listeners right now that I know are wanting to get back into physical fitness that don't think they can because of all those problems we just mentioned. So what is some of your best advice for somebody that's just looking to take that first step to try to take care of their uh, physical fitness part of their life uh, that just think maybe they they might feel like they can't because of the knee issues or the back problems or anything else like that? Well, first, you can, right? There's nothing holding you back other than your own mind majority of the time, right? So if you like, if you do have knee problems like I did, I couldn't work out. I couldn't do those things. So there is, my wife works for a company called Optavia. So it is a weight loss, but it's more about habit changing. So instead of like the byproduct is going to lose a lot of weight, but it's teaching you and teaching your body how to lose that weight by eating every two to three hours and eating specific items. So that way you don't, your body doesn't hold on to fat. But it's really just making up your mind and saying, like, I don't have to work out because you don't have to work out to lose weight. If you want to get fit, yes, that's a different story. But you feel so much better afterwards, like in regards to like my knees. Like I I remember like when I was at my worst before my knee surgeries, like rolling over in bed was miserable. Like I would wake up with shooting pains in the middle of the night and like walking up and down stairs. It still stinks because mm-hmm. of the just I have fake knees, but it's better. <laughs> but it's one of those things when I lost the weight, it was it did help quite a bit. But just know that like you can do it. You don't have to sit in it. And I know a lot of it is mental, right? Like we get down a, into a rut of being, I can't do that. It's too late for me. It's not too late. I mean, there has been guys that I've seen go from 500 pounds back down to 250, right? And it, it, like you can do it. It can be done, but what are you willing to do for that? And it doesn't, you don't have to run. You don't have to lift weights. You don't have to do all the cardio. There are certain things that you can do to help get your body to work for you instead of running and jogging and doing more detriment to your body. You know, you mentioned um, former guys that are just huge that are now, well, well that's what we're talking about, fit, being physically fit now. And, and um, one of your old Colts buddies on the O-line, uh, Jeff Saturday, mm, mm-hmm. who is uh, very well known for, for becoming a head coach uh, for the Colts. Uh, he was a, a pretty big guy when he was the starting center for 15 years under Peyton Manning. Uh, in his post NFL career, he was really slimmed down. So what what I'm smelling here is you, uh, Ryan Deem, and Jeff Saturday. Some sort of um, we were enormous. Now we're now we're physically fit. Mm-hmm. Sort of dot org. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it's called, if, dot org. <laughs> I mean, whatever it is, dot org. Because there's just such a mental image of a big giant. Uh, offensive lineman, and when people see old pictures of you, um, I'm sure you get it today. Even My kids are like, "Who is that?" I'm the, like, that's me. <laughs> to see you at age 24 compared yeah. to today, it's night and day on how big you were. Oh, yeah. And I mean, and you're a big man now. But same with Jeff Saturday and Ryan Dam. I mean, you guys, arguably, I'm sure your wives hate the fact that you're approaching 50 and look better now <laughs> than when you were 25. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's funny you say 50. My wife just said the other day, she's like, you're getting to be 50. I'm like, hold up. Not not yet. I mean, I'm getting I'm getting there. Getting there. Um, but yeah, so Jeff, well, he's one of those guys that he, first of all, he likes to say he's like 6'3", 6'2". I mean, that's with shoes and 
we would always say like, you might be six three because he had just signed his big deal, but you put your hundred dollar bills in there as insoles, so that yeah. kind of lifts you up. Um, but he was a guy that like he was he had to fight to keep weight on. Like he had it would he would like to keep two ninety five was hard for him. And so when he got done, I mean it he just ate like how he normally should eat and bring it down. So he. It helped him, but like, yeah, me, I still loved eating. <laughs> yeah. And so it, I gave myself like six months to do whatever I want, not worry about it. And I only gained like 10 pounds, but everything shifted. <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> know the bulk went somewhere else in a different uh, style, not muscle, but fat. Then I was like, all right, it's time to go. And, you know, I was still able to move at that point. And then, but Ryan, yeah, he's one of those guys. He's just, he wears it so well because he's so big. Yeah. You know, he, he could still be 310. But you wouldn't know it. You wouldn't and know that, it. And that cat is going skiing. <laughs> like, he is, I mean, talk about a big athletic man, right? And still able to do that stuff, that is awesome. So so I, I know what you mean about the weight shifting. Yeah. Because I, um, I played college football, and I played at 230. Mm. At age, you know, 20, at 20, I'm 230. At age 30, I'm still 230. So I think, hey, I haven't gained any yeah. weight. But it's all different weight. Different weight. I, I went from like 5% body fat to 25% body fat. The weight stayed the same. <laughs> I lost some muscle. Well, have you seen uh, Vinatieri? Uh, not recently. What's he, he doing? He is, I mean, I never hung up the guy, but he is like jacked. Like he's like, he's like <laughs> Billy. Really? Yeah. I mean, he's like a kicker, right? Like he's a kicker, but like there's some videos out there of him just being yoked. I am going to look him up. Adam Vinatieri, yep. all pro kicker. Yep. Patriots and Colts, yep. Super Bowls for both teams, mm. and he is uh, five years retired now and jacked. Yeah, you say and jacked. jacked, and he just did a commercial with Gronkowski, and you can see he uh, he's built. I don't know how I missed that spot. Uh, uh, Gronk's on TV every five seconds. That's true. That's hard to. <laughs> okay, we got about three minutes left here, so let's uh, talk about the poker tournament uh, another couple of times. I want to make sure people have a chance to sign up for this. It's a five hundred dollar buy-in. Um, it's February eighteenth at the Horseshoe Casino, just outside of Indianapolis in Shelbyville. Uh, the website, givebutter.com slash poker underscore tournament underscore 2023. We'll put a link to that site on our website, adamritzshow.com. Uh, the thing that jumped out at me, again, this and this benefits the, uh, the NFL Alumni Association, which really touches on a lot of different charities, from kids to mental illness, uh, mental health. Uh, obesity, uh, everything in between. And, you know, we'll have you back on the show, Rick, yep. to talk more about those initiatives. Uh, but for today, we're talking about this poker tournament. How in the world did you get the World Series of Poker in Las Vegas to give you a seat? Oh, we're still paying or, for that. Okay, so you it's buy that. The, you, yeah, we will do the buy-in for that. Um, and if they're listening, if they want to throw in, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, obviously, yeah, we're so... Um, it's a big deal. That was one of those things. I was like, "What would draw people to want to do this other than playing with former players?" And I'm like, the "World Series of Poker is like the pinnacle, right? If you go win that, you get like a bracelet and your name yeah. and lights and all that stuff." So I mean, it's just something I thought would be a cool giveaway. And oh, it's um, very cool. Yeah. And I would imagine out of 200 people that are willing to do this, the person that wins it, I mean, has to have a chance well, to they're gonna win. Be good. Yeah. They're going to be good. There, this- there are a lot of good poker players in Indiana, in Indianapolis, and we, yeah, we'd love to have you all come out and crush some former purple players over the head with some uh, chips. All right, Rick DeMulling, uh former Colt, Lions, and Washington? Or yes. you, in, commanders. In, in the, the Commanders, commanders now. Yes. Um, president of the uh, NFL Alumni Association chapter in Indianapolis. Uh, about a minute left here, so let's just have some fun with football. Yeah. Best memory on the field <laughs> as a pro? 
Uh, best memory on the field. Wow. Um, that's a good one. When we came back from Tam- in Tampa Bay, we were down four scores and came back in four minutes or whatever it was. That was a phenomenal memory. Um, but really, it's the stuff off the field that I remember the most, right? Like um, <laughs> Jeff Saturday. So we we had a photo shoot, or maybe just Jeff had a photo shoot, because you know those baby blues, everybody wanted to have pictures yeah. with that guy. So he had his jersey on, and for some reason, we had a life-size cutout of him in our room, because he did like a spot for something else. And it was right next to where our um, coach, Howard Mudd, sat. And so Jeff, we, were, we thought it was funny. So Howard was late coming in, but Jeff was still in his uniform from doing some picture shoot. So he stood in front of the cutout, looked just like it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Howard came and sat down, and then he's like, where's Jeff? Jeff jumps out at him and said, ah, and like Howard <laughs> fell on the ground, like fell on the ground. Everybody's like, I'm not giving him mouth to mouth if he's having a heart attack. I don't want to. And it was just like. We were like concerned for Howard, but nobody wanted to like help him. Like, get, but it it was hilarious and just how it happened. And obviously, um, Howard was well after that. But like stuff like that, like locker room stuff and jokes and just mm-hmm. getting to know the guys was more relevant than all the awesome stuff we were blessed to do on the field. Like that comeback in Tampa. Like Bay. that comeback in Tampa. I Bay. remember that game. Uh, the casual football fan remembers that yeah. game. Down like twenty one points with four minutes left. Yeah, and you won the game. I mean, that, that was it was wild. That wild. And the, the game, um, two thousand three AVC or uh, to go to the AVC championship, we played an, another great team in Kansas City. Neither team punted, right? So it was just like back and forth, back and forth. We ended up winning that one to go to the AVC championship to get cheated by the Patriots somehow. I know they cheated in <laughs> one way or another. I know they did like they they held the crap out of our receivers, um, but man, that that game stuck out just because who doesn't punt? Right. No, neither no. team punted. It was just back and forth, and the last team that had it is going to win. Rick DeMulling, thanks for coming on. I want to have you back to talk more about this stuff. Best of luck with the poker tournament on Appreciate February 18th. And if you don't mind, maybe we'll come out and uh, and record uh, Absolutely. and talk to all your uh, NFL players that are there about their charities as well. You're in. Let's go. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at Vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit AdamRitzShow.com.